All right, everybody. Welcome to a uh, another Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. It's Thursday. We'll be getting to some power rankings, but uh, there's been some news about the ratings for the NHL and how they've dipped a little bit in this uh, year two of the seven-year deal with TNT and ESPN. Should we be concerned about it? Adam and I will tackle that. And like I said, the power rankings coming at you right now. New episode of Locked on NHL. Let's let those dogs out, Decker. For Locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On NHL. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from the Locked On Lightning Podcast. He is Mr. Mixtape Adam Denker from Locked On Avalanche. I am Chris Maselli. And yeah, we'll get to those power rankings in a little bit. Um, And it's All-Star Weekend. And Denker and I just despise the All-Star Weekend. I, I, I mean, I talk about it on my show. I, I care more about the mm. skills competition than the actual all-star game. But will you be watching? No. <laughs> you have zero interest. I, I really don't, Chris. I think until, and, and this might be a shock as to some people, and probably not a shock to my listeners because they know how we roll on Locked on Lightning. I didn't oh, know what rolling. the data, I didn't even know what the date of the all-star game was until like an hour ago. <laughs> so <laughs> when was your team's last game? Friday, Thursday. So I've just been without hockey. I've just been living in hockey limbo, just hoping to wake up one day to actual regular season games. And yeah, instead of see, I'll I'll watch it because it is hockey and is the NHL. So I I will. I will. I'll watch it, but I won't be like. I know there's some people that absolutely love All Star games. I'm not that person. And if the Avalanche didn't have three players in it, yeah, I maybe would still watch it, but it'd be one of those things that would be on in the background. And I, I, I really care too much. Well, I, I just thought of a good idea as to how we could make it for someone like me who just could care less, who mm-hmm. doesn't even know when the game is. Since we're in Miami, just have a roll, have it outdoors, have it at a roller rink. <laughs> And just play that way. Have the guys in yeah. shorts. I think they did something like that back in the 90s where it was like some charity fundraiser and you had a bunch of NHL guys playing roller hockey. That'd be cool. I think that'd be cool to see that. And Yeah. I, I mean, I get the importance of, of being named an all-star. <clears throat> and it's a big deal. And, you know, at the end of your career, you can total up how many all-star games you've been to and stuff like that. But nobody really remembers the actual game. Do you think those guys no. really care, like, if they get snubbed? Do you think, like, no, I Braden think Point so, no. is, like, sitting at home wishing he was in South Florida How, well, playing, in, <clears throat> playing in the biggest game all that will ever be played all year in Sunset, Florida? Do you – he has he been to an All-Star game yet? No. Then he cares. So. I think then he cares. Oh. Until he gets to one, like, I think he wants to go to one just to have the experience or whatever. And then after that, I don't think he care anymore. I think they made an announcement during the last Lightning home game that like Kucherov, like like kind of like a send off thing, and Kuch was just like, I mean, Kuch is also just very nonchalant as it is about everything. Mm-hmm. So when they said that, it was like it was like his mom was asking him to go like next door to help the elderly neighbor. And yeah, just rolling his eyes right. kind of deal, but yeah. it, it's gonna grab eyes. But 
I guess, you know, moving on to our first topic, mm. what's not moving eyes apparently is the <laughs> TNT broadcast, which Chris, I don't know how you yeah. feel about this, but quite honestly with the, and they came out with the, the numbers and all that stuff and you have them in front of you. I don't, I do. but they had a drop in viewership since last year. My opinion, I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. So uh, let me <clears throat> just throw this out there so we can start, you know, with yeah. what those numbers are. And this was put up by Mark Burns. Um, he tweeted this out. I don't know. Let's see. He works for uh, Morning Consults. I, I, I don't know what they do, but he, he has the number somehow. Um, <clears throat> or actually, he says per findings of Austin Carp. So take that for what it is. He says the NHL regular season games to date have averaged 373,000 viewers on ESPN and TNT. Uh, the NHL average at this point last year was 478,000. So there's about 100,000 less yeah. than last year. Um, I'll throw it to you first. Give me your thoughts on that. And then um, I will... Uh, Bring up something that the athletic mentioned, which I think is very, very true and kind of telling. Doesn't explain well. I mean, it does explain some of it, but it, there's still issues clearly. So, what do you think of the the ratings as a whole? I th I'm not surprised. I feel like last year they they did a phenomenal job. I think the best you could do in terms of an inaugural season of televising a sport, especially one is hockey. You know, there's there's. A lot of things you can do, and there's also a lot of things that you could absolutely miss the ball on. And I thought TNT did a phenomenal job of televising it, discussing it, building hype around it. Everything that us as people who follow the sport, who are able to, to be have a job talking about it, love to see because it helps us out. It promotes everything around it. It creates excitement. This year, I feel like... They got away from that. They they really dove into the foolishness that we were able to see here and there throughout last year. Like having Paul Bizanet have that camaraderie with with Wayne Gretzky and 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 all the other guys there, and, and I believe um, I believe Liam McHugh was on the broadcast with them. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think so. yeah. Um, I love that. I love all those little moments that those guys have to to kind of keep it light. This year, we got a little too crazy with it. Uh, case in point, when Tockett was signed to Vancouver, and I just happened to turn on the game that night, and Bizanet is singing Good Riddance <laughs> with, by Green uh, Day with Hank Lundquist. And it, yeah, yeah. And I just immediately you don't like turned it off. Right. I was just... Yeah. And I was just like, come on, like, let, let's talk about hockey. Let's talk about what kind of effect he... And they did end up talking to him, which was good, but... There's certain things that, you know, you go a little too far with. And, and and you know, that's not the first instance. There's other instances that I, I can't think of right now. But I just feel mm -hmm. like this season there was too much fluff around it, Chris. Yeah, I think, think, well, um, they, they definitely benefited from just the sheer excitement yeah. of it moving from NBC where it's just been forever and – um, and then when it moved, I think that just naturally piqued people's interests and, and it going to ESPN, um, yeah. obviously, and TNT, who does really well with the NBA. So I think there was just natural national interest in it, which, you know, probably got some some good numbers. Um, <clears throat> the Athletic 
did a, a really good short uh, article about this. And they weren't trying to say like, you know, we're not trying to explain this away, but there's a very real reason why it dipped that much. And this year, when Sunday night football was going on, ESPN would throw a hockey game on. Mm. And and that is just a, a disaster of a time slot for everybody other than Sunday night football. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and the, the year before. So last year, which was the first year of this, uh, you know, contract with yeah. TNT and, and ESPN, ESPN during Sunday night, fo- Sunday night football would throw like stuff that you would find on the Ocho on, on ESPN. Yeah. They would throw like, is it the, the D league or the G league for, for an NBA? Yeah. G league. Is I think G- I, yeah. now that you mentioned, I think I saw like cornhole. Once or twice. That's what they would play yeah. because it's just a black hole for television. Like yeah. you're people are either watching Sunday night football or you know the local news or so like they don't yeah. they don't really it's that's Sunday night. It's a terrible time slot. ESPN threw a NHL game on every week. And I guess the athletic ran the numbers and said if you remove those games, the numbers are right around that same 480,000. So you do have to look at it as like, okay, you you have to take that into account. Yeah. Are there problems? Yeah, there are. Like, it's not trying to say like, oh, well, everything's okay. If you just remove those, uh, those games that ESPN threw up. But I think, you know, I would just love to see the NHL being at the position that they've been in seemingly forever in the you know the fourth spot of the all the major <clears throat> sports yeah do some creative stuff here like like and and I know this is easier said than done yeah figure out these blackouts you know what i mean like just why yeah. can and, and and stop making these things re- like you need to open up the the floodgates of ideas and and have things like if you want to 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 you don't have to buy yeah. All of ESPN Plus, you can buy just Tampa Bay Lightning games. They yeah. do that in the AHL. Yeah. You can do that for the AHL, where <laughs> you can buy just a team and watch just that team. Why are we not having that at the NHL? The NHL just going about how other sports do business, and it works yeah. for them. But they're above right. the NHL. It's not working for the NHL. No, you're you're absolutely right, and and I think at this point in time, I mean, it, it's a little ridiculous that. With all the with all the the resources we have, that we still have blackouts, which is yeah. absolutely insane. I but mean... <clears throat> I, I I think what the NHL should do it's it's a don't even if the numbers were good last year. I'm sorry, as much as I love hockey and I want them, I want the league to get to that level. It will never compete with the NFL or the NBA. No, that's nothing. Just the, that's just what's going to happen. That's right. just the way it is. I think what they should do, and I loved when they had this and. Chris, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Martin Luther King Day. Hmm. We had a bunch of early games. Do that. On a Saturday afternoon, have the game start at 12 o'clock. I know you got college football on, but not that many people are watching college football. Yeah. Yeah. And Well, you got to figure out. Do that um, as the TNT game of the day. Have that like a 7 o'clock game or a 3 o'clock game on a Saturday. Boom. I think the players will love it. They'll have the night off to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Teams will love it because if they're on a road trip or they're traveling or whatever the case may be, boom, you could get the early flight to 
I don't know, Seattle, you know? So <laughs> right. there you go. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, 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 you can't, it drives me crazy when I look at the schedule and you see like 13 games and then the next day there's one or two. Yeah. Or like there's, or just a team me- has like four days off between games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, they, they can do better about it. There's absolutely room for growth there. Um, yeah. But I just don't hear that anything is going to be changing in terms of scheduling and, and all that stuff. And, I don't know. I don't know. So, and I know yeah. it's like part of the whole agreement where that they signed with ESPN for ESPN plus that ESPN, I think, and I'm because I'm only saying this because I feel like this is with every TV deal with every sport. The network is allowed to choose which games they want. So mm-hmm. in the end, you know, the NHL kind of needs to step in and say, all right, I know you want like Edmonton, Tampa on Sunday night. That's great. That, but yeah, you guys have the NFL playing and I, and I know it's like Denver, Houston, but people are still going to watch that game over. Oh, that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> I had to, uh, <laughs> you still, you still gotta, you know, be smart about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see where this goes, but you know, the, the, I'll end with this. Um, when the NHL playoffs come around, like I hear from so many people that aren't like regular NHL watchers, they'll be like, man, that's exciting. You got to figure out how to keep those people for the duration of a, an NHL season during the regular season. Um, it can be done. It's yeah. just, I think, scheduling. Yeah, not having a ton of afternoon games because yeah. um, you're afraid. You're afraid to go up, like you said, against college ba- uh, football. Um, but, you know... I- most of the college football season to me is just so predictable and boring. Like I don't really watch it that much. Yeah. So and I and I think the, the league really needs to take advantage of the holidays as much as they can. Um, I mean, we all remember how great it was during COVID that these mm-hmm. games were at one o'clock, three o'clock mm-hmm. during the week. And I mean, obviously most of us were home then, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's where you get your audience is the holidays, like mm-hmm. like um around Christmas time or, or if new year's falls on a day and they, I don't believe we had the outdoor game on new year's day this year, Chris. Am I, am I mistaken? No, it wasn't because it was on a Sunday. It was on a Sunday and they didn't want to compete with the NFL. So Dude, there if, you if go. that, if that game's in the morning, no one's, it's not going to conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. They just, they're just too afraid to go up against them. So there's, there, there's, so there's picking your moments and, yep. and that would have been a good moment to bam. Oh, the new year. Cause that's a tradition. I feel like that's a, tra- a tradition. Yep. And that's your staple. It, yep. So like, that's your thing. So I don't know why you're afraid to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Chris. I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but um, yeah. I don't think it's all doom and gloom when it comes to the ratings, but um, is there improvement that can be had? Absolutely. So. I think it's a good, I think it's a good heat check moment for the NHL to kind of get figure things out yeah. during the playoffs or yep. you know now's the right time to be like all right what can we do instead of you know end the playoffs by the way so we're gonna have uh we're gonna have the nhl opener on the same day as the nfl opener so exactly. get ready for it. Yeah. yeah all right let's hear from fan duel and then we will get into uh our power rankings for the week and kind of focus on uh the terrible teams uh sucking for bedard so um, all right, fan duel. We are really excited about our newest sports betting partner for lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is fan duel. And if you're new to fan duel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting easy, they make it fun. 
You got the Super Bowl right around the corner. Lots of prop bets. I don't know. Like, do, do you? Uh, you're a betting man. What's on your agenda for this Super Bowl, my friend? I, well, I'm a giant fan, as you all know. Hmm. Sorry. I just, I don't know. I'm very conflicted about this because I want to hammer the Eagles on everything. Oh, there you go. But at the same time, I don't want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I can't do it. I can't, and I can't be a part of that by putting money on them. But, and I am the same way <laughs> for Kansas City. So I, we're 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 on opposite ends here. I don't know. I'm just wondering if you're going to put that fifty thousand tails like you do every year. No, I put it on on purple for the Gatorade bath at the end of the game. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you can download download FanDuel right now, and you can bet Super Bowl Fifty Seven with a no sweat first bet, and you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet on uh, Gatorade Purple doesn't win. Uh, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and to who will score a touchdown. And that's the app. It, you can do all this on is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So feel feel free to, to join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Once again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. With FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, man. Uh, so we we'll bring up the power rankings. If you're you're watching on YouTube, you can see those um, right up on the screen when I put them up there right now. Um, and like we said, we're gonna kind of well, we'll maybe comment on it. You, there's not a lot of movement, a lot of dashes going on, and that's kind of where we're at with power rankings at this stage in the season. The two moving pieces that you see are in the central uh the avalanche and the wild flip <laughs> spots the abs at three the wild at four and you had the kraken and the vegas golden knights switching spots the kraken go to number one in the pacific while vegas goes to number two um so other than that's kind of business as usual I'm wondering if i'd even put vegas at number two right now i don't know if i would i mean are they division wise let's see they're they're third right now in their own division but they do have two games in hand over the kings but that's just my disdain for uh vegas where i would put them number three without without hesitation so um but what we'll focus on here is kind of these these bottom teams and you know this is uh a big year for those guys because Connor bedard is waiting for you um and I don't know how you, I mean, you want to just, I don't know if you want to rank them or because it's tough to rank because, because of the lottery system. Um, but I would say, you know, we can do that anyway. Just their best chances of, of getting him. So who do you think's at the top there? <clears throat> well, I'm going to go uh, with the actual, the fan duel um, odds that they have mm -hmm. for who's going to finish with the worst record. So actually, shocking, shocking. I know Columbus is actually the the favorite by a good good margin to finish with the last uh, dead last in the league. Uh, okay. As you said, it, it doesn't really matter because we have the lottery and all that. <clears throat> my, my my thinking, and this is always in the back of my head <clears throat> with lotteries, you know, with the NHL and the NBA. It's just always in my head that there's some conspiracy theories going around. 
of of it it's fixed to some degree do i genuinely believe that no but i just like for for someone like connor bedard who is by you know everybody's expecting you know a generational player and he is clearly could be that do you think no disrespect to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Do you really think the league wants him in Columbus? I would be almost shocked if they win the lottery. Because it's it, like, it's, no, like I mean, I'm you going. Look, you look be- what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to prove your point, I mean, you look at if you want to look at because the league wants him to be the next star, obviously. Sure. And, right. and and they they want him to eventually be in that same discussion as you know, like what we had with McDavid and, and Matthews, they eventually want to have the conversation, who's better, Zegers or Bedard? So, and there's other players, obviously, we could throw in there, Makar, yeah, I yeah, guess, right. but. <laughs> uh, so Don't sully that name. So you're not going to risk, and you're not going to risk putting him in no man's land in Columbus because, and if you think I'm wrong, look at look at Johnny Gradeau, the, the most sought-after free agent this past year goes to Columbus. That's the, yeah. I mean, that's a different kind of story though. I, I know what you're saying, but that, that, that's, <clears throat> he but, but he didn't even want to go to Columbus. He just wanted to go to the East coast and the devils couldn't sign him because they had no room. So we had to go somewhere else. If he really wanted to make a deal happen, he would have been new. It could happen. Yeah. Um, so, but what are you saying? Are you saying like he won't go to Columbus because the league no. won't allow it? Like I, there, there is I some conspiracy we, theory going I, on. I would believe that we will see, like Columbus will be the first team off the board whose envelope or ball that will come up well, first. But the way that it works is like, they won't be able to finish. Like it, whoever has the best odds can't, as long as they keep it the same, can't drop lower than like fourth or something like that. So, I'm so sure. Columbus they'll couldn't institute, be a like, law, they'll institute a rule last minute. Yeah. Columbus couldn't be like 15th or something no. like that. So, but I think it's, if I have to envision him in a Columbus well, my thing, Chris, is that I think that there are only two teams out of this group, and and the, I'll list off the teams that they have listed off as Columbus, Arizona, Vancouver, Chicago, San Jose, Ottawa, Anaheim, Montreal, and Philly. Mm-hmm. And they're also in that order from worst to uh, least uh, likely to finish with the yeah. worst record. <laughs> okay. So, I think the two teams that we should be looking out for, and and we should not all be surprised if you want to place your tinfoil hat on mm-hmm. to finish one two, is Anaheim and Chicago, because for Connor Bedard to potentially end up on an original six team, I think the league loves that. I know Absolutely. how you feel about original six. <laughs> yeah, no, six I get team. it. Yeah, yeah. On the other side of that, I think it would be great because we know how much the league loves to have the West coast team succeed because, you know, because of hockey never thought they would be able to succeed in, in California. Mm. Now Gretzky going there, you have this explosion of hockey teams on the West coast, including Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. I would not be shocked if Connor daughters and Anaheim ducks beginning of next year, because that team, if he comes on and plays the way we all expect him to play that team could very well, especially with with Gibson possibly playing well, having a, kind of a better, yeah, that could be a team that could contend, and I think the league would absolutely love that. So, 
All right, let me let me let, let's get to uh, Built Bar, and then there's kind of a question I want to ask you, okay. um, kind of about stuff like about the teams that exist right now, like the rosters that exist right now, yeah, and all of these sales and trades that they make. How how much do they get rid of, and still kind of be in play for Bedard? I'll explain what I mean uh, after we hear from Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have got to try a Built Bar. Obviously, we're into February now, so uh, there's probably some New Year's resolutions that have gone by the wayside, especially for you, Mr. Denker. I'm, I'm oh, assuming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think February or uh, March, whatever, where am I? January 3rd was, you, you had given up on yours by then. I think I gave up the morning of January 1st. So <laughs> 12.02 a.m. Uh, well, the, the confetti hadn't even landed yet. And Denker's I, didn't, I couldn't even find the cork from the champagne bottle yet before I decided. <laughs> uh, what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond and right now is the best news of all before we always did these ad reads you always get built uh bars over at built.com now you can get built bars in sam's club and walmart and they do exist uh my wife and i went there uh, a couple weeks ago and they were literally as soon as you i did the jedi trick with the doors so they opened up <laughs> that's the only way they open and as soon as you uh, i walked through there bam Built Bars front and center, baby, right there. Delicious. So you can now uh, get them multiple ways. Sam's Club, uh, Walmart, and, of course, still at Built.com. So uh, get back on that New Year's resolution if you've gotten off of it and make Built Bar a part of your healthy diet over at Built.com. All right, sir. So my question to you is, um, you know, everybody's in this for Connor Bedard. And all these teams that you're this is the time of the year where, you know, deals are about to be made. You had a couple that happened already, surprisingly, um, with the Islanders. Uh, yeah. But you're, you're going to start seeing more of this as the trade deadline gets closer and closer and closer. And you hear all the names that are on, on these teams that are at the bottom of the standings and what they want to get in return. You just it's, it's the, the nature of the beast for this time of the year. How much do teams like san jose and anaheim and chicago how much do they get rid of kind of like their bigger names just to bring in prospects and picks and you know then that obviously decimates your team when you're getting rid of kind of your best players and then maybe your your percentages go up a little bit more because you start playing poorly to get that number one pick to get connor bedard so let's just let's just take Chicago, right? Let's say Chicago gets rid of Taves and Kane and Seth Jones, like their best players, right? Now they're left yeah. with with nothing, and they get Connor Bedard. And now what? Like now you're you're starting all over again. So so, yeah. do you hang on to some of those guys and hope that you still can somehow get that number one pick? Because if you get him and don't give up everything, you're already ahead of the game. That's tough, man. I I think that's 
depending on i think that's kind of like a a team by team basis i think it depends mm-hmm. on what the gm feels about their chances like uh, are we looking at possibly winning the next two years or are we looking at possibly being competitive and winning in the next five to six if it's the next five to six i think if you're the the gm of the blackhawks i think you could say all right let's trade jones and taves and kane and just get back picks and prospects and just and then if you get bedard like he's not going to turn that team around in year one no but that's the face of the franchise you know, obviously you want him. I mean, you also look at it this way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, we we always say sometimes like that being the face of the franchise, playing for a team that is not good, that's going to be bottom dwelling for a superstar, that could be tough. That could build them into a sort of like a winner, kind of what we saw with Sidney Crosby. At the same time, mm-hmm. also, he had like Malkin in his second year. He had Mario Lemieux on the team as a leader so there was that help i mean there's you look at a guy like Connor mcdavid yeah like the oilers were just abysmal when he came to him and look where they are now it hasn't gotten better so i think it there's a there's a lot of factors that play into it but i i think if i was the gm of a team i would want to have something you know i would right i i think that like i think this is where the blackhawks may be kind of kind of cheated themselves out of it. Obviously, I don't think anyone knew they, they were going to be this bad, but um, signing or I, I don't know if they – maybe you could remind me. With the Alex the Brinkett, they let him go or was he traded to Ottawa? He was traded. He was traded. Yeah. I think you kind of shot yourself in the foot there <clears throat> because if we're trading away Kane and Tabes, now you have a chance at, at Bedard and you also trade Jones. Well, guess what? You still have the Brinkett as right. that, yeah. that, I think that, that surprised second people. guy. Yeah. And but you look at a team like Vancouver, you look at a team like Arizona. Yeah, they have Clayton Keller. Yeah, Vancouver has Brock Bozer, but I mean those aren't really mm. maybe Clayton Keller. I mean, does does Connor Bedard really want to play in front of five thousand people? Not well, <laughs> I think him alone will will draw some you know season ticket sales. But that's the um, thing also, but- Chris. We could also have a converse we could also have a situation where we could have an Eric Lindros type situation where hmm. Bedard could say, I don't want to, I don't want to play here. You could draft me, but I'm not going to play for you. Uh, I mean, that's always possible. I've seen interviews with this kid. He seems like he's uh, wherever he's getting drafted. He's going to, he, I don't see him going down that road. I don't, I don't see it happening. But the reason I bring that up is, is like the one, the one player that I always feel bad for, to this day in the NFL is David Carr. You know, you, you get you get drafted as the the face of a franchise as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And they give up on you like immediately. And it's like, what did you expect from this guy? And I'm not saying that's where Connor Bedard is going to go. Yeah. It's a different sport. I'm not saying. But I think like if you get rid of all of your big pieces and then make him the face of the franchise – that's a lot of pressure to put on this kid right off the bat. And I know McDavid did it. So I don't know. Like it, it, it's just a fine line that I feel like these teams have to walk of not being so bad that when you get him, if you are the worst team in the league, yeah. if you're Columbus, if you're Arizona, you know, if you are Chicago and you do get him and there is zero support for him, yeah. That first year is going to be miserable. And I know you can turn things around and and you know with free agency and 
bring guys in and start building around him. But, you know, the, the guy's going to get crushed. If- I mean, you brought up a good point that it can't fall all on him. And, and you know, the big thing, you know, everyone says he's a great player and we've seen highlights of him almost on a nightly basis now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that everyone always says, look how small he is. Now, yeah. if you have a group of guys that are, you know, third liners, fourth liners on any other team in the league playing alongside him, playing on the first, second line, I mean, you could put yourself in a situation where you trade away all these pieces mm-hmm. and just to get the first or just have a chance to get the first overall pick. You get him and he's not able to to get it together because he's so overwhelmed. Like you said, is he going to be able to handle a situation like that? On top of that, it's going to take a, he, this isn't going to be that kind of situation where he's going to come out and score 50 goals. This mm-hmm. is with Connor Bedard. I feel like it's going to take him. A couple of years, kind of like what we saw from Jack Hughes. You know, it took Jack Hughes a couple yeah, of years yeah, yeah. going and look at this year. Now he's he's the fr- he now he's looking like that franchise face in oh, New sure. Jersey. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's what it's going to be for Bedard. I think he's really going to kind of he's going to have his moments, but it's not going to be anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. He's not, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year to be honest. But really, well, don't. That's, that's a good question. Like. You don't yeah. want to hammer him into submission where he's just a ghost out there mentally. I think it because... depends on what team he goes to if he's going to be yeah. rookie of the year or not. You know what I mean? Like if if he is the face and, and the savior for the team for that year, mm, that's going to be tough. Um, if he goes to you know if it like you know when the Rangers got that number one pick, they were a really good team. Like yeah. he, he could do a lot of damage on the team. That's, it's a different year. That was a COVID draft, but right. Well, um, let me ask you, Chris. Out yeah. of all the teams that are in the cellar that have the best odds right now, mm-hmm. who do you think is the best fit for him? Um, and and again, you know, this is just with how much are guys giving teams getting rid of players, which we don't know that stuff right now. Um, as far as fit, I think like which, which fan base would just go like bonkers for him? They all would, obviously. Yeah. Um, Man, you, you, you know who I'm just – I just keep gravitating towards for some reason? Philly. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. He – he. I mean, they would – and everything just seems to be going right for the people of Philadelphia right now, with the exception <laughs> of the Flyers. Uh, um, <clears throat> so it would not surprise me if the the Eagles go win the Super Bowl and then a few months later when we do the, the uh, NHL lottery – the yeah. Flyers are there at number one. That wouldn't. That is. That is a team the league would love for him to go to. I think though that's going to cause a lot of controversy within the organization because there's going to be a way the front office is going to want Tortorella to coach. I was going to say there's, there's going to be a way that Tortorella is going to want to coach, and I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, we joked about this before, I believe, where I said. Wouldn't be shocked if we see him get healthy scratched a couple of times if he's a flyer very early on in the season. That's not going to happen. You know why? If if the Philadelphia Flyers are the that their card is turned around and they are the number one pick, uh, they are calling a press conference the next day to fire John Tortorella. Really? Because they, I don't think they want uh, their <clears throat> prized possession being brought up by John Tortorella. I don't think so. 
I'm just saying. Who knows? Well, if you're if you're John Tortorella, you're hoping you don't get the first overall pick. Is Your job saying. is on the line if you get the first <laughs> overall pick. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> we'll leave it there. All right, everyone. Uh, yeah. So thank thanks for tuning in and kind of like a little bit different way that we did the power rankings today. And uh, this is going to be what people are watching for uh, the duration of the season. Even if you're a bottom dwelling team, it's still exciting for you because. Yeah. There is a carrot at the end of that stick. So we'll see how it all plays out. All right. Thanks for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated uh, for Locked on Lightning. He is Mr. Adam Denker. I'm Chris Maselli with Locked on Avalanche. And uh, we'll throw up the power rankings on full screen if you're watching on YouTube. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, we'll be back with you next Thursday with a fresh batch of power rankings.